Welcome to the Uncomplicating Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, and certified integrative nutrition, health, weight loss, and mindfulness coach. I'm passionate about teaching women how to balance being busy and healthy without complicated rules or restrictions. On this podcast, I'll be simplifying weight loss concepts and mindset shifts so that you can be confident in your curves. It won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Before we dive in, as promised, for a limited time, I'm opening up just a few one-on-one coaching spots to help you finish 2021 strong. I'm currently accepting applications for eight weeks of private weight loss coaching with me, which will include a customized weight loss program that works for you, your lifestyle, and your schedule. This is perfect for you if you're an action taker and are not willing to wait until January 1st to finally lose the weight and prioritize your health. If you're an emotional eater, if you don't know what types of exercises you should be doing for your body type, if you don't know what healthy foods actually are, if you're stressed and overwhelmed, if you can't shake your food cravings, if you're tired of losing and gaining those same 15 pounds over and over again, if your mindset sabotages your weight loss goals and you finally are ready to feel confident in your body, this program is for you. Due to my personalized approach to coaching, space is very limited and by application only. To apply, just click on the link in my show notes or go to eva.fit and click on one-on-one coaching. The holiday season can be one of the hardest times of the year to get through without sabotaging yourself. So I am here to coach you through it so that you don't end up at the end of the year even more frustrated. One of the best gifts you can give yourself is to not wait until January 1st to finally lose the weight you've been wanting to lose. I only open up private coaching spots a few times a year, so the time is now. To apply, just click on the link in my show notes. I only have a few slots available, so if you don't see the link anymore, it means I've sold out. We start November 1st. Let's finish 2021 strong, my friend. I'll see you there. Self-sabotage is when we say we want something and then go about making sure it doesn't happen. Quote by Alice Cornyn Salvi. Today we're gonna talk about self-sabotage and particularly how it shows up when you're trying to lose weight and what you can do about it. Self-sabotage is described as creating unnecessary problems for yourself and interfering with your own goals. Some of the most common self-sabotaging behaviors are procrastination, self-medication, and creating interpersonal conflicts. When it comes to weight loss, comfort eating, boredom eating, or emotional eating are really common ways self-sabotage shows up. There's also the, I don't feel like working out, and I don't have time to do that. And overall, just being inconsistent and not honoring your commitments to yourself. The self-sabotaging behaviors are called buffering, which is what we do to avoid showing up and fully experiencing our emotions. When we buffer, we use external things to change how we feel emotionally because we want to avoid feeling the negative emotions, even though the consequences will ultimately be negative. For example, do you tend to focus on what's not working in your life as opposed to what is? Do you tend to fear the future or worry a lot about the what-ifs and what might happen down the road? Do you feel like you have no value? Do you find it challenging to remember or to celebrate your accomplishments? Do you criticize yourself often? 
Do you have a difficult time accepting compliments? Do you compare yourself to others and then feel bad for not measuring up? Do you chase away relationships or nitpick people to find flaws in them? And do you find that you start things and then quit when they get too hard or when things aren't moving fast enough? This is actually one of the most common ones when it comes to weight loss. We've been conditioned to believe that you can, quote, lose 10 pounds in a week if you do this detox or that new fad diet. So when you try to lose weight the right way, the healthy way, you get discouraged if it's not happening fast enough. Self-sabotage is common, even though sometimes it shows up loud and sometimes it creeps up or lurks below the surface and you're not even aware that it's there. So it can be tricky, even if you have a lot of self-awareness. You actually have to actively work on overcoming self-sabotage. It's also important to recognize that self-sabotage is a choice and it's a choice that you're making on purpose. So just like any other kind of buffering or avoiding and anything that gets in the way of achieving your goals, there's a payoff in the short term that you're exchanging for the ultimate payoff in the long term. Self-sabotage follows a predictable pattern. So having the self-awareness of how it shows up in your life will help you to recognize it when it does show up so that you can take action to nip it in the bud as soon as it shows up. The first step is to uncover your self-sabotaging triggers. So think back to previous times when you self-sabotage in your life. And then you can figure out at what point you began to indulge in those self-sabotaging behaviors. And that will help you get to the root of your triggers. So why do we self-sabotage? There's a few general reasons why we participate in self-sabotaging behaviors, and I'm going to just go over the main four. Number one is imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not deserving of the success you've gained so far, you might try to self-sabotage by doing the bare minimum, by procrastinating, or focusing on things that don't matter or aren't going to help you get closer to your goals. The number two reason we self-sabotage is familiarity. Since we're creatures of habit, we sometimes choose consistency or complacency over self-growth and self-improvement. For example, if you've gotten so used to just being inconsistent or not putting yourself first and taking like the backseat approach to things, it can feel strangely reassuring to put yourself in that position again and again, whether consciously or not. Even though we know that these feelings don't feel good, we prefer them over the unknown. The number three reason we self-sabotage is boredom. And this goes beyond eating or overeating when you're bored. Some people get a rush out of creating drama and starting conflict, and they find comfort in being in the middle of chaos because they feel like they have something to do. Once upon a time, I was some people. <laughs> I have a lot of firsthand knowledge on the subject of self-sabotage. And number four is probably the most all-encompassing reason that we self-sabotage, and that is feeling a lack of self-worth. And while there are countless factors that can contribute to feelings of unworthiness, the concept of cognitive dissonance can help us put the lack of self-worth into perspective. So cognitive dissonance refers to the tendency we have to see consistency among our beliefs and opinions. So every time something doesn't make sense, like when we're hurt or we're surprised by an action, we feel discomfort and our brain compensates by creating a new reality that eliminates the dissonance. So your brain likes it when you fall back into previous patterns because that's less cognitive work for it to do. 
it's more uncomfortable to learn new information, process it, and apply that knowledge to all your memories and beliefs, so it's easier to fall back into old ideas. Processing new information makes our brain work harder. As a result, our first instinct is to come to a conclusion and move on, even if that means making a judgment that's not factually correct. We like feeling like we're in control. It feels better to accept your own failure rather than face the possibility of failure sneaking up on you and surprising you. Our brain does not like surprises. It's the idea that if you're the one steering the ship, at least you know where it's going, even if that means you're literally driving it into an iceberg of self-sabotage. So when we procrastinate or buffer or quit or don't show up as a way of self-sabotaging, we perpetuate this idea that we're not capable of doing the thing, that we weren't going to achieve the goal anyway, that we aren't even worthy of reaching that goal. And then that becomes part of our identity. So in terms of self-worth, here's what's important to keep in mind. You get to decide how you think and feel about yourself. It has nothing to do with what anyone else thinks of you or what you were told when you were a child or whether someone sees your value or not. You just have to believe that you're worthy because you were born worthy. And I know that can be a really difficult concept because I know I've struggled with feelings of unworthiness for a really long time. But it's critical if you want to stop sabotaging yourself. I'm going to give you an example that when I first heard it really started to click the worthiness thing for me. So imagine a newborn baby. Would you look at a newborn baby and think, this little baby isn't worthy? Of course not. Regardless of whatever circumstance around that baby's conception, every baby is worthy, right? Okay, so now imagine that the newborn baby is you. Picture yourself as a newborn baby. If you have a picture of yourself as a newborn baby, literally look at that picture of yourself. You were born worthy. And you know, I alluded to this a few minutes ago, but I've learned the hard way that one of the most important choices that you can ever make in your self-discovery, self-love, self-care, self-growth journey is deciding to believe in your inherent worthiness and believe that your worthiness is non-negotiable. If someone else doesn't believe in your worthiness, that's just their opinion. One of the most important things you can ever do is believe you're worthy, even if nobody else does. And even if nobody's ever told you that you are. I once heard it explained like this. We're born worthy with our self-worth intact, we just forget along the way because of our negative self-talk and our negative thoughts and programming and experiences. That's all gotten in the way and it's affected the way that we choose to think about ourselves. So how we choose to think and feel about ourselves will affect how we show up. There's a book called 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson. And rule number two is actually about self-responsibility, which is actually how you offset self-sabotage. Rule number two is... Treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. When you look at it from this lens, you see that you're responsible for helping yourself get to your goals. And you recognize how this is the opposite of self-sabotage. 
So knowing all this and knowing that your brain will try to move you towards self-sabotaging behaviors because it thinks that it's protecting you from hurt and danger, when in reality, it's holding you back from your full potential. I'm going to give you four steps that you can take to stop self-sabotaging. Number one, let's start with facing your inner fears. Confronting your fears means facing discomfort. And remember, our brain doesn't like discomfort. So just FYI, this is not going to feel good, but it's important. Fear is an emotion that a lot of us prefer to sweep under the rug. So one thing you can do is journal. And I know I bring up journaling a lot, but it's because it really works. Writing things down helps to externalize rather than internalize your thoughts and your feelings. When you can externalize, you can evaluate and look at things objectively. This forces you to pay attention, to notice your patterns of action, your patterns of feelings, and your patterns of thinking. So next time you realize that you might be partaking in self-sabotaging behavior, whether it's procrastinating, avoiding, delaying, starting unnecessary drama with yourself or with others, take a moment to ask yourself and journal on these questions. One, what am I scared of? Two, why is this scary? Three, if that worst case scenario happened, could I handle it? And number four, Does this fear outweigh my desires? Once you've taken these steps and actually taken the time to consider the situation head on, the fear inside you will lose some of its power over your brain. This is one way to train your brain to undo old thought patterns slowly. The second step you can take to stop the self-sabotage is to set small, actionable goals. This is a helpful way to combat self-sabotaging actions because it helps to fight feelings of low self-worth and it keeps you motivated and moving forward in a positive direction. Oftentimes, we set goals and then interfere with our own progress by procrastinating because we're afraid that we might fail or that we won't get our desired results right away. Or we stop setting goals because we know we'll self-sabotage and so instead, we just get ahead of the disappointment And don't set any goals. But here's the thing. Not having any goals, not planning for the future, not taking control of your life is self-sabotage. So that's why starting with small goals is a good way to train yourself for those bigger, scarier goals that will get you closer to being the best version of yourself without sabotaging yourself along the way. Three is... Be mindful of not falling into the mental trap of making assumptions because these can easily spiral out of control when our imagination takes over and leads to increased anxiety and unnecessary harm and suffering. When I find myself doing this, I force myself to ask, is this a fact or is this a story that I'm making up in my head? Oftentimes, I find that it's just a story that I'm making up in my head. So it's important to start being mindful and catch yourself when that happens. Call yourself out on it. Number four is a big one. We can overcome self-sabotage by taking ownership and control over our emotional management. That means becoming aware of what we're feeling, learning how to process our different emotions, and understanding that sometimes, actually oftentimes, those emotions are going to be uncomfortable. And that doesn't mean something's wrong. That just means we're living and growing and evolving. 
it's important to be mindful of not getting caught into the mentality that life is supposed to be comfortable or that we should be happy all the time. Because as ironic as it may sound, that leads to self-sabotage. That leads us to buffering, thinking, oh, this is just too hard. I deserve a break or I deserve a cookie or I deserve a nap or I need to binge watch something to get my mind off of this shit. That is self-sabotage. Having the desire to be comfortable all the time is self-sabotage. That means you're not growing if you're comfortable all the time. Doing the inner work is hard and uncomfortable sometimes. So we choose to procrastinate because we'd rather not, right? We choose not to show up because we'd rather not experience the potential rejection. It's easier to hide and buffer those uncomfortable emotions. But the thing about procrastinating is that it doesn't prevent the discomfort. It just prolongs it into some time in the future. And when it finally does arrive, it's going to show up as self-sabotage, probably with a side of guilt and shame. So when you decide to give up procrastination, buffering, quitting, not showing up, you're finally able to give up self-sabotage. And you're able to open yourself up to your unlimited potential. But you have to choose the discomfort now versus prolonging it for later. I'll leave you with this. Consider what your life would look like if you stopped interfering with your goals. If you kept moving forward, even when things got uncomfortable, even when things didn't go according to plan, even when you didn't feel like it, when you didn't want to, when you were scared, when you fell on your face, what would it look like to learn from your wins and your losses? What would it look like if you didn't give in to your negative thought patterns of thinking, I'm not good enough, or this won't work for me because, or I've never been able to keep the weight off, so what's the point in trying? What would it look like if you just kept moving towards the opposite of self-sabotage. That's all for today. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week.